Good morning, City Church. Today is the final day of September. It is Wednesday, September 30th, and this is City Church Together. Um, today we are um, going to continue in 1 Corinthians chapter 16. So this is the end of our series in 1 Corinthians as, we, at the, as a church um, that I've been preaching through. And, uh, and since I'm not going to have the opportunity to preach chapter 16, um, we wanted to cover it here and use it for our time of meditation and prayer. Um, and chapter 16 can be tough because it does seem like a, um, um, a sort of collection of odds and ends. Um, but that's to be expected because this is um, a real-life letter written by a real person to real people. And um, this is sort of uh, Paul's uh, postscript at the end of his letter, uh, where he does this with many of his letters, where he says, you know, I forgot my jacket, make sure to send that with Stephanus, you know, or or whatever. Um, so um, the fact is, though, that it is inspired scripture, um, which doesn't necessarily mean that all of it is prescriptive. Uh, for example, yesterday, um, we read and, and meditated and prayed through the first few verses, which is about um, taking a collection at the first of the week. And that's not that Paul's saying all offerings must be done on Sunday mornings or anything like that. But there is some wisdom that we um, can glean from it as the Holy Spirit worked through Paul. So let's pick up in 1 Corinthians 16. Um, we'll read verses 5 through 12. Paul writes, I will come to you after I pass through Macedonia, for I'll be traveling through Macedonia. And perhaps I will remain with you or even spend the winter so that you may send me on my way wherever I go. I don't want to see you now just in passing since I hope to spend some time with you if the Lord allows. But I will stay in Ephesus until Pentecost because a wide door for effective ministry has opened for me, yet many oppose me. If Timothy comes, see that he has nothing to fear while with you because he is doing the Lord's work just as I am. Let no one look down on him. Send him on his way in peace so he can come to me because I am expecting him with the brothers. Now about our brother Apollos, I strongly urged him to come to you with the brothers, but he was not at all willing to come now. However, he will come when he has an opportunity. And that is the word of the Lord from 1 Corinthians 16. What I want to point out today is two things. Um, one is um, Paul's, um, the relational ideas that are happening in 1 Corinthians 16. And the other is that classic Christian conundrum, notice the alliteration, of an open door. An open door. So first let me talk about, um, let's, let's think a little bit about um, the relational uh, aspects that are happening here. You you may have noticed as we read through this um, that there's a lot of relational talk in here, particularly of Paul to the Corinthians. You notice Paul's longing to uh, come to them and be with them, and he says, "I he says I you know I could probably make it over there for a day, but I'd really like to spend some time with you. Perhaps I could spend the winter there, um, uh, because he even though he's just spent uh, this entire letter." Um, writing to them about, I mean, basically things that they're doing wrong that he uh, wants to see corrected and wants to see their submission to the gospel and to Jesus Christ. And um, he still desires to be with them on a relational level, you know, not just be a guy who 
who sort of yells at him. He he wants to be with them. He wants to hang out with them, um, not just do ministry to them. Um, he wants to grab a hot dog with them. You know. Additionally, he's thinking about other relationships that he has, um, and and he's connecting people. You know, he talks about Timothy. He says he's looking out for Timothy. You know, Timothy is his protege or or um, uh, just a young man that he is bringing up in the faith and also in the ministry. And so he's looking out for Timothy, and he's he's using his relational capital with the Corinthians to make sure that Timothy has a spot there. Say, hey, will you look out for Timothy when he comes and make sure he feels safe and comfortable with you um, while uh, if he's there because he's we're on a team together. Um, he he talks about Apollos. He says, listen, Apollos is going to make it there. He's Apollos is not available at the moment. He's not willing to come to you now, but he'll be there. So because uh, if you remember at the first of of the letter to the Corinthians here, um, that there's a, there's a big thing about Paul and Apollos, and they're kind of pitted against each other in two tribes. And 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 Paul is giving the message. No, 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 we're on the same team. And so there's just lots of relational talk here. And as I think through. Um, the, that the way Paul engages here under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, it is, um, it is teaching me. Um, the wisdom there is, is that we need to be relational. Uh, we need to be relational with people that we do ministry with. Um, and we need to think about how um, we use our social capital, so use our relationships not just for ourselves, but also to connect other people. Um, so that I, I'm going to be generous with my relationships as he's generous, as Paul is generous here with his relationship with the, with the Corinthians also to Timothy. So that's the relational aspect of this. Now let's talk about in verse 9, um, uh, starting in verse 8, Paul says, I will stay in Ephesus until Pentecost. In other words, telling the Corinthians it's going to be a little bit. And he tells them why he is going to uh, wait or tarry in in. Um, in Ephesus, he says, because a wide door for effective ministry has opened for me, yet many oppose me. Now, the first thing that I notice there is that Paul considers a wide door for effective ministry to include opposition, which is a lot of times my experience of talking about or hearing about an open door uh, is that that God lessens the friction and that's how you discern an open door an open door for anything that God opened this door it's God made this way so that there would be less friction um, God opened the door for a new job for me and then the reasons that we couple that with are typically, oh, I was just sitting around. This guy walked right up to me. I didn't have to go through the interview process. He didn't ask me any hard questions. It was incredible. It just kind of fell in my lap. It was an open door. You know, that's where you say, look at God. Um, or, or wasn't God present in that? And the truth is that he probably was present in that in some ways. But what, that, what we train ourselves to think is God's open doors are frictionless. God's open doors are free from conflict. But look at the way that Paul refers to the, he says, a wide door for effective ministry. But, he says, many oppose me. In other words, Paul here, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, is not judging God's opening of doors for effective ministry by how much opposition he has. If he was, he would not call this a wide door for effective ministry. 
he'd say, I've got this thing I've got to do. I kind of feel guilty about it because clearly it's not God because a lot of people oppose me. I'm not going to have any success here. There won't be any real fruit from it because there's so much opposition. No, no, no. A wide door for effective ministry has been opened for me, yet many oppose me. So what do we draw today to meditate and how can we turn this to prayer? Well, today we have chewed on and thought about the relational nature of the church. We are not just people teaching one another about Jesus. Remember, we're, um, uh, when Paul writes to Timothy, he actually says, watch your life and your doctrine. Um, when Jesus gives the Great Commission, he says, um, he says uh, baptize, in other words, immerse. So this is the idea of life. Um, complete immersion into the life of someone, um, baptize and teach. Oftentimes, as Christians, we, um, especially you know, in in my position as a, as a pastor or a minister, I could view my role as teaching and not not relational. And we need to have relationships with people such that we want to spend time with them and that we see um, we we don't hurry through life. Now, Paul certainly could have touched base with the Corinthian church and moved on. But he says, I don't want to do that. I want to come spend the winter with you face to face, which certainly would have slowed down his missionary efforts. But no, you, you know, remembering what he said here, I want to come spend the winter with you because he says, I want you to send me out. In other words, he wants the sending to be from a relational standpoint. We've just spent the winter together. Um, so what is your, what are your relationships like? What are your Christian relationships like? Is it worth it for you to slow down and just be with other people? Even if that time doesn't seem productive, is there something that God is leading us to, um, to just be present with one another and enjoy one another? Are you always tempted to think about relationships as producing something instead of relationships as an end? Relationships are always a means to an end. Paul certainly was about sharing the gospel. He certainly was about planting churches. He certainly was about the mission of God. But he also said, you know what? I want to come there and spend time with you guys. And notice the amount of friction that Paul has with the Corinthian church. I mean, we've just been through it. He's He apologizes later for the severe letter. You know, sorry about that guy. So Paul wants to spend time with people, which, which he has conflict and friction, which honestly, gang, that's relationships. But that's how we grow. It's how we change. And then let's think about before we pray the open door. Do you view friction, opposition, as a closed door from God? Do you take difficulty as a sign that God doesn't want you to pursue something? Or does God often often open wide doors for effective ministry and include friction and opposition as we step through that door? The cross would tell me that the latter is true. And so let's be silent and pray for God's wisdom and his love in that direction. Heavenly Father, even under the Holy Spirit's inspired mission work in Paul. 
Paul wants to slow down and be relational with an established church that's honestly has been a headache to deal with for him. He wants those relationships. Father, create that in us. A desire for relationships, not just with people who we get something from, not just with people who make us feel good about ourselves, but even the people that we have friction with make us desirous of spending time together. And Father, we also need your wisdom in discerning what wide doors for effective ministry look like. We need to not run from opposition, but know that sometimes stepping into exactly the thing you called us to means stepping into friction, stepping into pushback. It means some conflict to make us better, and hopefully the conflict that we have will will make the other person better. Hopefully it will be like iron sharpening iron. So, Father, thank you that you don't just open wide doors for effective ministry in seasons or places of no opposition. That sometimes the places you go are the hardest to minister, but those are the doors that you have flung wide open. Father, help us to discern that and to walk in your way through those doors with humility and love and eyes, Father, to see the transformative nature of opposition and friction in our lives. Heavenly Father, we depend on you, on your wisdom, on your vision, on your love, on your care for us. And now guide us, lead us, show us your way. In Jesus' name, amen. City Church, go and multiply the gospel.